Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show, your place to learn how to make marketing, money, and mindset your superpowers. Because the world needs more women taking up more space. And together, we can do this through growing our businesses, our platforms, and our communities. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, a business coach and speaker based in Melbourne, Australia. Twice a week, you'll hear honest, insightful conversations with my guests, along with a dose of real talk from me. Come and say hi over on Instagram at Emily Osmond. And now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm interviewing two of my students from the Modern Marketing Collective, Alicia and Jacinta, who are two sisters from Melbourne who create mindful potion kits for children that support children's emotions, empower them to be confident and to find their inner magic. Their whimsical potion kits tell stories of folklore and magical creatures, whilst the fizzing and sparkling ingredients create an imaginative and creative play experience. We talk about the practicalities and thought process behind, first of all, Jacinta leaving her job of something like 15 years to commit all of her time and energy to their business. We also talk about Alicia closing her other business, a retail store, to give her full focus to The Little Potion Co., And we talk about what this was like, what this felt like, the timelines and all that type of thing, which will be perhaps super helpful and interesting to you to hear if you are in a job and you are wanting to leave that job to go out into your business, or if perhaps you are running two different businesses at the moment and you're looking at which one to put all of your energy into. We also talk about starting the business with $500 each that the sisters put in and using profits to reinvest and the realities of growing a business and continuing to reinvest profits to grow versus withdrawing profits. We also talk about the marketing that has worked well for The Little Potion Co. and some of the new strategies that the sisters are starting to explore. So enjoy this episode with Alicia and Jacinta from The Little Potion Co. Welcome to the show, Alicia and Jacinta. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. (laughs) My pleasure. I've been so looking forward to this. Gosh, your business is just so amazing. And I was just on your website and looking at your photos and your amazing video. And I'm like, I just want to like live in your business because it's so magical. And oh, so let's start off with what, what exactly is your business, The Little Potion Co. And how did it come about as well? So the business is called The Little Potion Co., We started in, yeah, 2017 and it all came about because my son William wanted a potion kit. Um, He was obsessed with Harry Potter and everything um, from like vampires to werewolves. And so I started for Christmas thinking of trying to find something for him, but everything I could find was kind of really science-based and a lot of sort of plastic in it, you know, things that I found that would just get thrown away and or broken. So I started looking around, couldn't find anything and thought, 
oh, well, with my background that I've had, I'll just make something. So I found a wooden box that I had from my previous, well, my job at the time, and then looked for glass little vials and beakers. And then I started filling them up with different ingredients and thought, oh, I'll make this, you know, nice and non-toxic and everything sort of natural. So we could just dispose of it in the garden. And then I started talking to Alicia, telling her what I was doing. And I was just got more excited about it and thinking of all these and different I got excited. <laughs> yeah, yes. all these different ingredients. And I said to Alicia, I think I want to sell these as a potion box. And then Alicia was like, I think I want to help. I literally remember that conversation going, I want in. I want to help. <laughs> and what were you doing at the time, Alicia? At the time, I had my own little gift shop. So I live in a country town and we own a chapel on our property. And I opened up a little gift store in there selling all Australian brands. So I guess I kind of had that retail and like purchasing wholesale aspect as well, which really helped us in developing our business. Yeah. And what about yourself, Jacinta? What were you doing at the time? So my background um, is interior design, as you know, Emily. As I know. This is how we met. (laughs) Yes, we met um, quite a while ago doing some chats. So yes, so interior design for a large volume builder. Yeah, I had that kind of design element behind me when we first sort of started this. And I guess that we're both really creative. And I think that's sort of where it came from. I've got a degree in textile design as well. So I learned a lot of like the design side of things from there as well. So yeah, that's Alicia speaking now. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. They'll get to know your voices. I can, I can now tell. I'm like, actually, no, you've got a difference there. (laughs) When we first came up with that idea with, it was going to be just a potion box, like a, a box with glass files. And then we would have different little themes with it. And then Alicia was the one that kind of came up with more bringing in the mindfulness we were like, if people buy this, then they're going to need refills. And so that kind of developed into the making it more of a kit. But I kind of jumped on board and because I think originally the kit was, um, William was really into spooky stuff and just like that Halloween-y kind of thing. And I was like, oh, we really feel like it's really needed at the moment to have something positive that people can, you know, get off the computers and get into the backyard, get back to that creative play that we used to have as children. And so I sold a lot of affirmation cards in my shop as well. So I was like, oh, we could bring in affirmations as well and, you know, make it a really positive kind of vibe for the kids. So yeah, so let's, it's like, let's paint the picture here. Cause I think this would be super powerful for listeners to be able to like really picture what is in a kit. So let's take them there. One's just arrived. They've ordered it from your gorgeous online store. What's inside it? So we create mindful potion kits for children that support children's emotions, empower them to be confident and find their inner magic. They come in a little box with different ingredients that get mixed together, that fizz and sparkle. There's bio glitter in there. Um, They have affirmation cards and magic words that are said that it's like a mantra to uh, promote a positive mindset. And yeah, it's all about kind of bringing back that kind of nostalgia from childhood and creating whimsical, happy memories for children. 
So we write stories for each of the different kits about magical creatures and that goes hand in hand with magic and fairy tales. So they all relate back to things that happen in the real world. So, for example, in our mermaid kit, we have a potion for resilience and strength in difficult times. And we talk about how the mer people sometimes have to go through strong currents and and there's, you know, different creatures that can kind of try and stop them in their path and yeah it's about um bringing that back as an example um for getting through a difficult time in in our real lives Mm, I love that link between kind of the imaginary and the play and all that type of thing and then yeah bringing those lessons and mindsets into the kids every day it's super powerful I'm just always blown away when I see your images pop up or looking at your website and just the the amount of thought and imagination and creativity that has gone into these. It's oh, it's honestly just amazing. Yeah. Each kid of ours, we do take quite a lot of time to write them as there, there's plenty of other products on the market, like sensory play of things that, um, you know, you can just use to make things fizz and bubble. But ours is about creating an actual experience. So there, there's that full storytelling we even write about each ingredient inside the kit has its own little story. I saw one that was like vampire blood. Yes, like this. Yes, and so we talk about each ingredient's like magical abilities and what type of potions you can make with them, which are all about obviously um, putting a positive spin on it. So using things for strength and courage and self love and things like that. We weren't going to do the vampire blood, but we had so much feedback that a lot of young kids do like that kind of spooky aspect. So we did. (laughs) Yeah, we've just released a kit called Monster Mashup, and it does have. Um, ingredients like that in it but they do all have a positive spin and we've um, put the little stories there yeah has a positive spin so we do get that feedback a lot as well that people when they buy them or when they receive them they can really see how much work has gone into it that you can't necessarily see until you see them in person yeah so Jacinta you had had this idea and Alicia's like I want in what happened next? <laughs> um, we did probably a year of kind of testing and trialing. We bought all these little sample bottles. We were going to have little glass bottles, which we loved and we loved the sound that they made and everything, but we realised that it wasn't probably the best idea with children. Um, we had a few breakages and things like that and to be able to grow as well, we wanted to make sure it was all safe for children. So we've got little bags now, cotton bags and some uh, PET bottles, but we wanted to make them look like they were reusable as well. So we had we sourced some bottles that we um, found with like bamboo, bamboo, bamboo lids, lids. Wooden, wooden lids. So they're, yeah, one, ones to kind of keep and re-bottle up their potions in. Yeah, so we kind of, yeah, we had about a year of like testing different things with our kids and playing with different things and different designs and, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> and we came up with the idea to do two themes to start with. So we had fairies, obviously, growing up for us and you know having flower fairies and everything to do with flower fairies all the stories and um and the beautiful poems that we used to read so yeah we definitely wanted a fairy kit and then obviously to keep it um a little bit more gender neutral we brought out a wild adventure one as well so they were our first two kits that we launched with that we had to write everything for write all the spells yeah we launched I think we had 
we had 20 of each of those yes. to start with that we launched just before Christmas and we'd already built up kind of, because we'd been working on it for a year, we'd kind of built up our Instagram following and had a lot of people kind of waiting. So that was good. I think it took us two weeks two to weeks sell Two weeks to sell the first 20 <gasps> of each. Yeah. So it was lovely to launch our website and I still remember on the Sunday we had at, at my place and we had our neighbours over for some champagne waiting to launch it and to hear that ding cha-ching. in cha-ching in the first ding. like minute of launching the website and I still remember and it was funny. I still she love was, that sound. And the first person that ever bought from us, she was, I don't think Alicia knew her, but she was literally like, in the like in the country in a place called Wallace like the next town over from Alicia but Alicia didn't know her but it was just yeah it was just so amazing to yeah to you know have that and we sold a few in that first night and we thought oh maybe we've got something maybe this is maybe this is gonna work it's so it's so amazing when um you have that customer that buys that yeah you you don't have a personal relationship with like it's not your family it's not your friends it's really special I think it's like oh my gosh someone that I don't know has wants to buy from me or work with me it's so cool and they see that value in the product um and as well I love that in the lead up to your launch you were growing like kind of um, seeding the products and what was coming. And it's so important, isn't it? Versus like doing all that background work and then you put the website out there and you're like, oh, well, like where's everyone? Like no one's coming to my website. So you've really got to do what you did and and build it up with your social media, maybe with your email list ahead of the launch to then actually have people that are like waiting to be able to buy from you. The 10 days leading up to it, obviously at that stage, we were just using Instagram. We had no, e- we had no emails, um, no subscribers or anything because we hadn't even really had the, the website there for people to kind of interact with. So for the first, so the 10 days leading up, we literally did a countdown um, and did a post every day and kind of added a little bit of a snippet of what was in the kits and introducing like each sort of set each part of the kit like as the 10 days counted down great idea Mm. so yeah Yeah. that worked well yeah (laughs) you're both busy you're both working talk us through that transition and the timeline and maybe conversations or uncertainty or whatever it looked like for you in terms of making that shift because I think it took a couple of years right to make that shift from Alicia with your with your shop and you can talk about that and then Jacinta with your job and ending up leaving that talk us through what that was like for each of you yeah well I mean we started this business so we we didn't have money that we just put into this. We literally had $500 each that we started this business with and everything just grew from selling those 20. Then we bought a next bigger, bigger lot, sold those and, and moved up and then kept growing. That was, that was how we built this company. But yeah, we were both working full time. I had a corporate job that yeah, I've done for 15 years. It took me, you know, an hour and a half to drive there each, each morning. And that again, coming home. So it was big days. Um, and then to come home and then try and keep working, um, at night with kids as well. With kids. Yeah. And then, so I had my shop and I still remember on the weekends and at night being out there making ingredients and things in 
the, I was going to say in the dark. It was it, we didn't have the best lighting in there. And then Jacinta's working from home <laughs> on the in, kitchen bench. On the kitchen bench, and you know the typical startup story. And then it grew quickly, and you know it was not kind of out of control I guess no I mean we definitely but from starting the business um like we definitely probably spent a a good year still working full you know in our full-time businesses and and working then at night and you know some nights where it was okay and then it got obviously busier and busier and it just it made it hard to keep trying to come up with new ideas and come up with new products because at night all we had time was to actually make what we were already selling and we couldn't really, we didn't really then have the time to keep developing ideas. Um, So it was probably a good year, I think, until we started to go, okay, this is getting a bit too much and a bit too busy. And Alicia was got a bit quiet in the shop and again for her to focus on trying to make to grow that she didn't have time for the potion co so we had to decide like what we were going to do and we decided it was time to give it a go you know there was nothing else on the market like what we had and we just felt it was something that kids needed um that was needed sort of in the world I went from working four days a week so I had I had a Friday off um, so that I could do things on the Potion Co to then asking to step down to only do, I think it was only, it was two days. I was doing two or three days and so I could pick up another day for the Potion Co. And then obviously as that went on, I then went down to doing one day um, for my old job while we tried to focus on this. And now I don't now I don't do any for them. As of January, I completely stopped as I, um, that one day last, for the last couple of months of last year, that one day a week, I wasn't even doing because we really were, <laughs> it didn't really happen. We were so busy in the Potion Co. It was, yeah, it was then time to, to focus on, on one thing. It was really hard trying to juggle your mind over, Absolutely. you know, two different, completely different um businesses as well yeah and and same for me like I mean I was a bit more flexible because I already had my own business but having your own business you need to put so much time into it and I just didn't have the time to put into both so yeah had to make that decision I think a a lot happened in July last year that's when we took on our first staff member and I think I stopped the shop around then as well and you went down in hours and yeah, we went from kitchen benches to then working. Jacinta's got an office out the back of her house that was meant to be for her husband to because he works from home as well. But we kind of took that over and then <laughs> Sorry, it moved husband. into <laughs> yes. and then it moved into the garage as well. And then it got to a point where we had pallets of ingredients and bottles and bags and things being sent to Jacinta's house, living underneath tarps under the pergola in the backyard and it was hectic. It was. We got to December. Especially last year, December in last year, we were so busy with orders. Well, actually December wasn't that busy. October, November were the busiest. The lead up to Christmas. And at that stage we had a lot of casuals at Christmas. We've now actually got three staff members um, kind of part-time which is great but at Christmas time we kind of had down as well so people working from Jacinta's backyard we had people working from home we had our dad working around the corner sticking stickers onto boxes we had 
when anyone had to go into isolation, then we'd have we could take stuff around to them to work from home. And we had the the teenage girls across the road. We literally used to put things on a trolley, and I would wheel like you know those beach carts. Um, yes. Like yeah, I'd fill up a beach cart because we didn't even have a proper work trolley. I'd fill up the beach carts full of containers and walk it across the road to their house for them to fill stuff up at their house because we didn't physically have any more room in our office for them to be in. So then they would work at their kitchen bench filling up bags for us. I love hearing how it all comes about and little by little and how it evolves and you just, you find ways to make it work. Yeah. And so then in December, when the state of my backyard and my husband said, we can't keep all this. So it was either it was either try and still work in the office and look for a storage unit to store everything, which we found quite difficult. But the problem was also not just the storage, is the room that we had, we couldn't get any more staff members in because we physically didn't have like the table room for like a layout space to make anything and then to pack orders. So regardless of storage, we knew we needed to move on because it just wasn't big enough and practical to actually even lay out boxes we could only lay out like 10 boxes at a time as opposed to if something bigger where where now we can lay out you know 30 to 40 so we started looking for a warehouse in sort of November and we actually didn't look for too many and we are lucky in an area where I live there is a number of areas that you can go to for warehousing and a lot of warehousing available so we were lucky enough to get a brand new warehouse that hadn't been used as well and we signed the lease for that at the end of November and then finished the year up at home and then moved and started brand new in the warehouse in January. Even you know a couple of weeks after being in there I was saying to Jacinta can you believe just a few weeks ago, we were doing this from your house. I just can't get over how we managed that for so long. Yeah. So but. once we were in the warehouse and obviously uh, having a good sort of lead up to Christmas, we had some money behind us to order our like first lot of sort of bottles and bags that were pre-stamped. But it meant we had to order 30,000 of both of them. So that was something we could never do working from home where now yeah, we were able to get 30,000 bottles and bags turned up in, I think, February or March. I'd love to ask you, Alicia, because I know this was something that so many people struggle with. If they have the two different types of businesses, each need their own marketing, each take like their own kind of brain space. And I know when I used to have my interiors blog, and I was doing my marketing, I found it really, really challenging because I always felt like I couldn't give everything to one. I'd spend some time on one and that was that was all good. And then I'm like, oh gosh, I feel like I've really neglected this one over here. I know that you perhaps had similar thoughts and I would just love you to share and maybe what you found worked for you. Obviously you made the decision to go all into one. What was that decision like for you? Yeah, it's really hard to compartmentalize the different avenues of your income streams as well. And I know I'm not the best at organisation, so I did really struggle. Writing lists, I think, is a good thing to kind of keep on track and I need to get better at that even now still to kind of, yeah, keep everything on track. But for my other business as well, I was trying to keep the costs down and I was doing spreadsheets for all of my stock keeping and everything. And I do not 
recommend that. I know that some, like sometimes you have to when you don't have enough money coming in, but for the Little Potion Co, when we started using zero it changed my life. Who it, mentioned I've zero to so you, much by the way? Time. Who was like Alicia Zero? So. I'm not sure, actually. I spend a lot of time in kind of Facebook groups and things. I think oh, I was like, it was I, probably I was like, you, Emily, I think I was actually, like, yeah. we were on a call one day and I'm like, Alicia, I got something, I've got a recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Yes, I think, but I, think I, I think there was a few months and you'd like, I haven't done it. And I, I just remember being like, really good (laughs) everyone needs to listen to Emily when she tells you something because she usually knows what she's talking about but I I think whether it was you or maybe I've got confused but I also remember like there's there's the outlay for it it's $50 a month if you're on around that for the basic plan and I know that sometimes is off-putting perhaps especially when we're when we are in that kind of startup phase and growing the amount of time you save and if you think about how your time is money I would be up till all hours of the night kind of putting things in spreadsheets because I used, I didn't use a computer system for my sales either. I had to kind of write down all of my sales every day and then kind of reconcile that against the stock that I had and then selling things online as well. And yeah, it was just, it was crazy. So I know, yeah, all of those things cost money. And if I could go back in time, I would have started that earlier I think the first year of, of our business we were using spreadsheets and yeah, yeah. it's which a lot of people not, do yeah 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 anyway you so, do what you have to do but exactly and then the the decision to then like choose which business to go all in on and why you decided to do that you've spoken about it a little but talk to us around fully committing to one which meant letting go of the other Yeah. And I think it's all about looking at what is doing the best, what's going to make the most money, what has the most potential. And for the gift store I had, it was beautiful and everyone loved it, but it was in a small town and online is is difficult. And I felt like it didn't have the potential to grow as much as the Little Potion Co. And also working on my own wasn't as much fun as working with someone else. And, you know, the fact that it's my sister as well and, you know, our kids are quite close and what well, we were working from her house as well. So, you know, the kids got to play together and things. And it just, it was a lot more fun than kind of sitting on my own in a shop. And we work so well together. We just bounce so many ideas off each other. And it's just, yeah, that really good dynamic and the fact that we have different kind of skill sets and Mm. things like that I think it sounded so much more exciting and we have so many ideas and so many different things we want to do and different avenues we can go down with this business so and yeah it's like been kids again (laughs) (laughs) and I think I remember as well on on some calls talking about your real heart was in the little potion code. And I think there was some sort of duty to your local community to keep your store running, which maybe kept you going there. Cause you're like, yeah, well, this is that's like probably true as well. Yeah. Town. And I'm like, you gotta be doing this for you and what you want. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. And then for you, Jacinta, with like the thing that so many people want to do and a lot of people don't, you were four days at this job you'd had for 15 years And basically walking away from that, it takes courage. It takes belief in what you're going out and doing. Talk us through, did you have any mental kind of struggles with that in terms of fears in making that decision? 
Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I I left a job that people would say is their dream job. And until I came up with the potion coat, it was my dream job. I was never going to leave. I loved what I did. You know, I was very lucky to have a really creative role that was still very flexible. But the one thing that probably got to me a lot was uh, where it was. So the traveling for me was a huge factor. To not sit in a car for two hours, it meant I needed to leave at sort of six o'clock in the morning, which meant I was never around for helping my kids. Lucky, again, I had a husband that was kind of was able to work closer to home. So he would have to do all the work in getting them ready. Um, you know, I sometimes it would take me two hours to go home and it would be some, you know, 6.30, 7 o'clock before I got home. So that for me was a big factor that I, I just, I couldn't keep doing that for the rest of my life, doing that drive. And I found another love, I guess, like, which was the Potion Co. I, I fell in love with what we were doing and the idea that I could make something of my own. I was as far as high up as I was ever going to go in the job that I was doing, but it wasn't, it wasn't my company. And I guess that idea of having, you know, a company that I could own and could open up avenues for us to maybe leave where we are, like go to a different, even a different state, maybe one day, but just that flexibility of kind of running my own business and then having something with my sister was probably one of those real incentives to kind of um, decide to do it. And then for me, the, the hardest factor, which and which is probably what took the longest to make the decision was money. I had a good job and a very good paying job. So I it was a real struggle for a long time because I didn't want to leave that. I didn't want to leave the money and obviously running our own business. There was only so much we could afford to pay ourselves. So I really had to wait till we could get to a point where we could at least pay ourselves what I at least needed and and we're talking bare minimum of what I needed to leave my other job and it wasn't until then I kind of could actually make that decision to leave. And do you think that making that decision to leave to put all your energy focus creativity into your business has seen a result in terms of growth since then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I mean, it's allowed us to bring out so many new products. We just couldn't do that. We just could not get on top of, you know, introducing new new ideas and new products with still working full time. And it's still scary. You know, we have so many more overheads now that we are paying for. So like, even though our revenue's grown, our profit hasn't grown. So no. we're still scary every day. And Jacinta sometimes says, have I done the right thing? And I'm like, yes, you have. <laughs> this is going to, it's going to be great. It is great and it's only got the potential to get better. So, yeah, we just have to look forward and keep, yeah, moving forward and looking to the future and what else we can do. And the future is exciting too. And now we have space to have staff and we have the time then because we've got other people making the products for us to work on the design, which is what we both want to be doing as yeah. well. So we're lucky that we came up with the idea, but we're also grateful that it's something that people love as well. And, you know, we've got some amazing staff as well. And it's a bit of luck and a bit of 
hard work. It's and mostly hard work. Mostly I hard work. Yeah. Come on. Like, I mean, really? There's been plenty of days where we're working till <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. I mean, there would be so many nights that I would come home from work, quickly see the kids, you know, we'd cook tea and then I'd have to say to my husband, okay, I've got to go back out into the studio and make kits. And there was a whole big time, especially here in Melbourne with the big lockdown where Alicia couldn't come. So I was here making these kits. I mean, there was a time where I had my husband help coming and helping me at night too, because he was the only help I had to keep staying on top of these orders. You're getting to bed at sort of one o'clock and you've been standing on your feet till then and then getting up the next day at six o'clock to start it all over again. It when was, you have kids that don't sleep through the night as well and yeah. yeah it was hard work. <laughs> it's such an interesting thing and maybe that we forget or we feel like we're the only ones, but when we are growing a company the investment we put back into it that otherwise could have been profit. I think it's like, okay, well, I could take that as profit, but then I'm not really giving myself the opportunity to grow. And for me, like a lot of the money I spend is on like my own like brain and professional development and learning and concepts and coaching and all that type of thing. And same for yourselves, but then a lot of it is in terms of, okay, well, we've had that money come in, but we want to go get even more stock and put in these bigger orders to save money and bring on staff. So it is a fascinating thing around the business is growing, but if we kind of want to keep growing it, it also requires us to take some of that money and invest back into it. And I think it's just something that sometimes we don't think about up front or people don't really talk about as well. Yeah. And cash flow is one of the hardest parts of business. And that is one of the reasons why we couldn't leave our jobs straight away because we needed to put that money back into the business to keep growing. You know, as we said, we started with 20 kits and then we had to then buy more for the next one. So we had to use those profits for that. And then it keeps going. But over time, you're able to draw more and more, more and more out. Yeah, I remember actually one of the Modern Marketing Collective trainings, it's talking about working out how much money you can take from the business. I remember doing that really early on and looking at, you know, how much money had gone out and how much we were taking in and then trying to work out how much money we needed to bring in to actually pay ourselves a decent wage and then breaking that down. That was, yeah, that was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Often is. Yeah, I mean, we're slowly getting there, but we only draw out sort of still minimal for ourselves yeah. and the rest and because goes back in. To- because there's two of us as well, it's taking out double yeah. what a business that's a sole trader would do. So that makes it more difficult as well, I think. And if only we'd done this kind of 20 years ago when we were young and didn't have all kids and hospital bills for children and all of those things. Well, we probably wouldn't have come yeah. up with the idea if we didn't have well, our children. Well, that's we? exactly it's right. True. Yeah, a lot of our money... We do sort of re, I mean, we obviously invested into buying larger bulk of products when we can. So always looking at how we can sort of save costs on all our components to get our pricing down. So we've got a better margin on our products. So that's a big thing for us. So I guess when we started the business, we kind of had that in mind. We obviously, we obviously worked out sort of a margin from what we were going to like wholesale something to what we were going to retail, but we still sort of knew that the retail could only be a certain price. So we've always had in mind, okay, well, where else can we save money as we grow, you know, and even down to as we grow, we need to invest in like machines to help. So we're not having to hand pour with a jug into bottles, like a filling machine. And we haven't done that yet. (laughs) We haven't done that yet, but that's what I mean. There's all these things that we still need to invest back into the business to make 
the processes quicker, the processes faster, which will then in the long run be better, be better for us. And then there's things like trademarking, you know, all those business expenses and staffing, like our biggest cost is staff, but we can't make our product without our mm. staff. It's a very handmade product, like literally down to mixing ingredients into water in bottles and making all of the ingredients that go into our kits. And we have yeah. how many different ingredients now? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> but these, the staff obviously helps us get the kits out quicker. So in terms yeah. of like our wholesale, so our wholesales went from when it was just Alicia and I maybe being you know, two to three weeks. And then as we got more, I remember at a trade show, by the end of it, we were saying uh, six to eight weeks it'll take us to make your order where now we can do it in a couple of days because of the staff. Yeah, so we can take on more work. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about your marketing. How are your amazing customers finding you? Like what is working? Talk us through this. We market on Instagram and social media and email marketing now we so we started on Instagram and grew our following there we don't do enough with Facebook I think we need to start doing that we just kind of send everything over from Instagram but I feel like we do get quite a few views from Facebook so that's next on our kind of plan mm-hmm. email marketing was always something I we never really thought too much about until maybe like the last year we're trying to get better because we're starting to see results now so we just had a launch last week and in of the la- of a new product and in the last 7 days 56% return customer rate so they're not all seeing us on Instagram no one's seeing us on Instagram anymore <laughs> but so that's obviously coming from our email well I think we had a 39% email opening rate so it just goes to show that that is working for us and once people get our product they come back and they tell their friends which is amazing that word of mouth is so good we just started Facebook ads this week okay (laughs) oh that's how long it's taken us to actually do one like yeah and I don't know we haven't seen any results from it yet but basically it's taken us that long to kind of sort out every business coach we've spoken to anyone any courses that we've done all say you need to sort out your business first you need to make sure your website's converting Mm. you need to make sure that you know you know who you're marketing to Mm. you got your messaging and all yeah you need all of that stuff there so that when you start doing ads they're not just getting to your website and going oh where to go so yeah we've tried magazines but we haven't found them too successful and I guess they've been physical magazines so we found that hard because it's hard to track like someone could be coming over from magazines that we've done but how do we know I mean unless we put in a discount code or something into that ad there's no way of knowing we've done a lot of giveaways which I think has given us organic following But we've been very specific with our giveaways. We've only ever done giveaways that have got purpose and sort of meaning and I guess sort of with other businesses that we feel align with us. We haven't just joined any giveaway that's got 30 or 40 people you need to follow because we haven't ever found that went well. But in the early days, we did some really kind of specific giveaways that worked really well for us. 
And our wholesalers is probably quite a big marketing for us because we wholesale. So a lot of our stockers promote, like they have paid advertising. Yeah, they um, do their own Facebook ads. So they do their own Google ads. So like if you search the little potion co, like, of course, we come up, but a lot of our stockers come up in the Google wow. ads at the top. Mm. And I'm assuming that helps with people coming to our website as well. And then they use a lot of brand reps. We actually quite, we actually haven't used a lot of brand reps ourselves. We've never put that out there on Instagram for a call for brand reps. And mainly because a lot of our customers just post about us anyway, because they've loved the product. So we've never really felt we've needed to, we've never needed it for the photography. We have been lucky with myself. I think I take okay photos. Oh my goodness. I'm amazing photos. I remember asking, who's doing your photography? It's amazing. And I just couldn't believe it was you. Well, you know? sums me. I have, I do have a couple of amazing photographer friends that, you know, have sort of been starting out and have been quite happy to photograph our products for them to keep learning with. So I do get some beautiful products from friends. And they've also been really good at helping you with your photos Yeah, as well, because Jacinta's got that styling like background, so she can style up a photo like so good. It is. The styling is just like magical. And then the, and then the photography and the angles and the beautiful filter, whatever you like editing. It's just, yeah. And it's also consistent as well. You see a photo pop up and it's just your style, your aesthetic, your colors. It's just, yeah. So good. I think the next thing we're going to look at, we've been looking into is possibly trying some actual influencers. So doing some paid influencers, just trying to find the right ones because our product is so niche we kind of really need the influencers to understand our products so we we've kind of more reached out to we've been again lucky enough that some larger influencers have bought our product on their own just for them to use so we're we are looking at reaching out to some of them to do actual paid marketing through their management but at least we know that they love our product you know and that they understand it yeah i think for us that's been a hard thing even looking at getting you know, people to help us with our marketing, you know, lots of people say, oh, why don't you just get someone to do it for you? Our product's really hard to understand. Like if you've never, if you've never used it before, like, so to market it. So that's where we've kind of always at the moment kept it in house, I guess, because we feel like we know our customer more than anyone else would. Yeah. And we know our product more than anyone else would. And in time, you may look at, at changing that, but it makes sense. I've def- you know. Absolutely. I've definitely heard at the moment with the, you know, the new iOS changes with Facebook ads that it's really hard to reach your customers with Facebook ads. But I've heard that influencer marketing is the, the way to go these days. So we'll, we'll see. Also, we'll- exactly. I'm looking forward to hearing how that goes. And also you've been to events like trade events and that type of thing. Yeah, so that really helps as well. So there's a trade show called Life in Style. And last year, we won what they call the New Breed Scholarship. So anyone can apply. It's a scholarship to have a stand at their trade shows. We actually won that business under two years. Oh, yeah, if you've got a business under two years old. So we actually applied before we'd even launched our business. And then the second time. We were about to launch, so it took us three goes yeah. to win. Like we we entered the scholarship three times, and yeah, the first time we knew we'd have no chance. The second time they gave us feedback and said they love it. 
please come back again. I think even the second time, I think we only had three products where by the time we won, we had, you know, 10 We're really ready products. for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then by doing that, we were approached by the Iconic who saw it in the, the newsletter that went out. And so they approached us to be on the Iconic. So I did not know that. Where did you say Iconic? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh, you're on there. What? Yes. Yeah. We've been on there for 12 months now. Around that time, I think they were launching a new kind of kids marketplace. So that's super exciting. And, and they, are, they are great for us. They're, yeah, yeah they're really amazing. Yeah. The amount of exposure yeah. and reach. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, they, yeah, like we, they, they do their own marketing and they, they ads. ads and they, yeah, use our product in their ads. Yeah, which is really good. Another um, thing that was really great for us, we were on Plugapalooza on Sunrise, Sunrise. with Sam Mack. That was so <laughs> fun. Yeah. Oh, it was just a shame that that was during lockdown so we couldn't actually go because I think now they do it, like they actually set them up and, yeah, yeah, do it that way. But we had to do it from our office. But that was really great for us as well. Yeah, and I think being that was so 6.30 in the morning that was and I think we literally had everyone usually gets a couple of minutes. I think we were lucky again and had I think because, again, it was a unique product so we had a couple more minutes than everyone else. Do you else. know we none of this of, is luck, by the way? Like you had more time because your products are so amazing and you tell a great story and they're so visual. Yes. And we had our like wands out and we're all yes. excited. I challenge yeah. you for the next like week and not to use the word luck. And see what comes out instead. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, so that was like 6.30 in the morning and I remember looking at our website and between like quarter to seven and eight o'clock we had over 50 sales. There was over 200 people on our website at, at like looking at the insights like live. Yeah. And, yeah, it was it was great. And we, and we actually got quite a number of emails to older people, for the grandparents. So we got quite a few emails from them saying they saw us on sunrise and would like to buy something for their grandchild. So that was really lovely. Yeah. But we still, even now, I think they still come up on, on our website as still one of our top like resources of where people come from. Yeah, because you can see that with Shopify and you can kind of see that on your website where your traffic's coming from. And because they had a list of all the previous people that have been on Plugapalooza, that, yeah, we still get hits from that mm. website. So that's. And then the latest one that was very exciting for us, while we were at the latest trade show, we had a customer that, a uh, wholesaler that ended up ordering from us said, they found us on Trend Bible. And we went, what's Trend Bible? <laughs> and so Trend Bible is a global trend forecasting agency in the UK. So they look at, and they had us down as a feature for, twin, I think it was 2022 gifting ideas. So that was cool. <laughs> trending. <laughs> so we're trending apparently. And I saw on your website you've put up like about how to ship to UK. So I imagine that's bringing some some interest inquiries, visitors from the UK. Is that right? We do get a lot of people from the UK wanting to buy from us, but we just find it very difficult with this VA, the VAT since, taxes. Since, since Brexit, they changed yeah. the rules for shipping into the UK and you need to pay, it's between certain amounts of pounds, but you need to pay in advance the VAT. Every small business, I must say, that I've spoken to 
haven't been able to figure out how to do it. So So they've just stopped selling to the UK. Yeah. But we've found a way around it by selling through Etsy because they pay the fees for you. So we're doing it that way. Yeah, I saw that. Good to experiment, see how that goes, and hopefully it just makes it simpler. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about experimenting, isn't (laughs) it? That's business for you. All right. Now I have a a couple of last questions. So, Alicia, you've been in the Modern Marketing Collective for, is it three-ish years? I think it's been three years. I always swear, I I always get to this stage and I'm like, I really should have looked this up. But I think it's been a a few years. It's definitely (laughs) been three years. How long has it been going for now? Coming up to four in like August in a couple of months. I reckon it's been like three three and a half half years. I reckon I'll probably be getting a bill soon. Where can everyone go to find you, connect with you and buy your amazing potion kits? Our website is thelittlepotionco.com.au. We're on all socials at The Little Potion Co. You can email us if you want to at hello at thelittlepotionco.com.au. Oh, so good. And as people are listening, take a screenshot of this and, and tag both yourselves and myself. Emily Osmond would love to hear that you tuned in. And I've, I've really loved how, how open and honest you've been about what we've been talking about, leaving your jobs and making it work and investing back in the business and everything. So thank you so much for being here. Thank Thanks, you. Emily. I hope you love this episode as much as I did. And to get access to this step-by-step strategy to grow your business, to go from needing more clients to get booked out with clients and to have my regular coaching support and the most incredible community of others who are solopreneurs growing their businesses, then come and join us inside the Modern Marketing Collective. Just go to emilyosmond.com forward slash collective. You'll know exactly what to share to attract the right people, i.e. what content to be sharing, to grow your audience month after month and turn those new connections into genuine interest and sales so you can reach those $5,000, $10,000 and even higher months, build your dream business doing what you love and create the lifestyle that you really want with more flexibility, fulfillment and freedom. So go to emilyosmond.com forward slash collective and I cannot wait to see you inside. This episode is brought to you by my free online masterclass, why your marketing isn't making you sales and what to do about it. You'll learn how to get heard and seen in this noisy online world and stop being invisible. How to fill your audience with the right people people who will love your content and will actually buy your products, services, or programs, and how to consistently turn your followers into raving customers without being fake or salesy. This free masterclass is perfect if you're about to launch your business or you're a small business owner. Register now at emilyosmond.com forward slash free. That's emilyosmond.com forward slash free. And remember, until next time, connection over perfection. You've got this and we'll speak soon.